welcome to another episode of the Finding Ohana podcast. I'm your host, Ross Chun, and I'm here in the Honda Studios in Aliso Viejo with my COVID rescue dog, Buddy. And today we're going to be speaking with a great friend, James Littlejohn, the executive director of the Boys and Girls Clubs of Capistrano Valley. James will be telling us how he got involved with the Boys and Girls Club and how his unique and touching upbringing led him to his career and a lifelong connection with this incredible organization. James will also be introducing us to another good friend, Nicole Watson. They'll share how we can all join together to make the holidays and the upcoming year special for the very deserving club kids that they work with. James, hi. How are you? Good. Yourself? I'm terrific. I'm terrific. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. I'm so happy that you invited me. Yeah, I, I've i been uh, thinking about you and the, the Boys and Girls Club and this holiday season so much lately, um, and especially because we've got a big event coming up this weekend. But I'm not going to mention that yet, because I know we're going to talk about that a little bit later on in the yeah. Yes. But I... Um, I, I tell people all the time that James Littlejohn has the most recognizable smile in all of South Orange County. <laughs> oh. Unfortunately, this is an audio podcast, so our <laughs> listeners cannot see it. But I'll tell you what, James, when you walk into a room, first of all, I've never seen you not smiling. Oh, my God. You yeah. light up the room with your enthusiasm <laughs> and your, your good nature and your dedication. So I... Uh, I really do appreciate you. Well, I think that uh, I think that comes from my mom. <laughs> she was <laughs> such a such a community activist in our community growing up, and uh, very well liked. And uh, she t- she always taught me to keep a smile on my face whenever possible. <laughs> That's great. Well, you know, I'm I'm glad you mentioned your mom because one of the things that I want to talk about, and and I'll tell you, I um, I have uh, in, enjoyed um, telling people a bit about your family story. Um, but I, I know that I always get things uh, wrong or mix up a little bit or I leave out details or sometimes I embellish when I read a story that's so heartwarming. So um, I think it would be great if we could start off this podcast with you talking a little bit of your life growing up and how you got to know the Boys and Girls Club and how you got to dedicate your life and your career to them. Oh, yeah, no problem, uh, Ross. Um, well, it, me getting involved with the Boys and Girls Club uh, goes way back, goes back, back to when I was a kid, when I turned seven. And back then it was a boys club. I grew up in uh, Alameda, California, right outside of Oakland in Northern California and come from a family of nine kids. Uh, we were a welfare family. I was number eight out of nine kids. Um, all my brothers were at the beginning of the family. And um, my my sisters um, back in the day that, you know, the boys left and went away and went to the military and the girls stayed at home seemed like until there was, it was time to marry. And then that, and that's when they left the house. But um, my, my older brothers went to the local boys club. And so I couldn't wait actually when I was a kid to turn seven and go to the boys club and become a member because uh, like I said, I grew up with all my sisters and it was time for me to get, I was ready to get out of the house around all those girls. (laughs) 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 And so, uh, uh, my sisters actually was the ones who, who actually took me to the boys club for the very first time. I think membership back then was like 50 cents, but it was a, a place I would go to. My mom thought that it was a, a place that was secure for me in the community. It, um, the, 
she knew what it did for my older brothers. It exposed them to so many different uh, activities, uh, uh, experiences that our family, that my mom and dad wasn't able to um, expose us to. I mean, I, I went to the boys club when I went there. Uh, I was able to go on my first go to the snow for the very first time. I learned how to ski. I learned how to swim at the boys club. I, I learned how to cook. I learned how to uh, take, be for, um, to take photos. I mean, they took me, they, they put my, put me in a, in, in so many positive experiences that I, I was able to uh, communicate about a lot of different subjects that the boys and girls club taught, taught me. Uh, and so I was really excited. Um, you know, once I graduated from, um, I, well, I'll back up. I, w I went to the Boys and Girls Club from the time I was seven till the time I was 18. And so it was it was really my second home. Uh, kept me off the streets, kept me out of trouble and um, helped me start my great helped me start on a, looking at my future and what I wanted to do. So that's kind of how I started. And then um, went to college, graduated from high school, went to college uh, up in McMinnville, Oregon, a little town in um, Oregon, Linfield College, uh, majored in physical education with a minor in English. And I always knew that Boys and Girls Club was going to be my career. Um, and so that's what I did. I, I um, graduated from college up there in 1978 and came back to the community of Alameda. I think I worked, worked maybe a, a year as an athletic director at a Boys and Girls Club in San Francisco called the Columbia Park Boys, Boys Club, which is now, we changed the name when I got there to the Boys and Girls Club of Capistrano, uh, Boys and Girls Clubs of, um, oh, I'm sorry, the Columbia Park Boys and Girls Club. <laughs> and then I took a little hiatus after a year and I, I took this job um, as a flight attendant. Uh, for this oh, company, I didn't for, know that. yeah, for this company called World Airways, and so I actually had an opportunity to fly all around the all around the world, and uh, for ten years, and what an experience that was for me as a person of uh, being able to come from a family that, like I said, it was a welfare family, and um, uh, you know, all of a sudden now I'm in the I'm in this job where I'm flying around the world, going all over these different countries that I never thought I would be able to do. And um, it was all, you know, I was put in the situation because of my mom. Like I mentioned earlier, she was such an unbelievable lady. Um, she was a community activist in, in Alameda. She, uh, my dad was pretty much an alcoholic my, most of my life. Um, and so my mom was the, the breadwinner of the family. And uh, uh, she uh, just, you know, set the rules for us, you know, and, 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 and um, kept us in a straight line and, uh, and, and, and made sure that we had, uh, if she couldn't do it, she had uh, the people in the community that, that would help us out. And so that's what I really liked about the Boys and Girls Club. And uh, I've been now with, the, uh, with this organization, uh, uh, Boys and Girls Clubs of Capistrano Valley now for, God, this April coming up would be 21 years as the executive director. Um, prior to that, I was an executive director at the Boys and Girls Club of Martinez, California, Northern California. So I've been in the Boys and Girls Clubs of America's movement for almost uh, 32 years now as a as a professional. Uh, and so um, it's been a, it's been a great career for me, uh, you know, being able to do what I really love and that's to help our future, which is our kids. 
to put them in situations and 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 put them around positive experiences that that the Boys and Girls Club did for me, you know. And um, I'm so happy being here in this organization and and um, um, making great futures for more kids in our in our communities. Yeah, and I think that that's a great way of of stating it because. So you and I have known each other for about 10 years now. Yes. <laughs> right. And I've had the pleasure of participating in so many great events. And when you talk about positive experiences, I, I think about the youth of the year and meeting these great kids, all the kids who are competing and attending that, uh, the, the dinner, the announcement of the winners and, um, and, that's another, uh, that's another evening where everyone has a smile on their faces, whether they come in first or not. And the families are so proud of their kids. And it is all, all around 360 degrees of positive experience. And I think it's uplifting for everyone who participates. Yeah, you know, and that's what it is for, um, you know, we, we get kids from all different areas of the community all different areas of life and we say um the, the boys and girls club is for everybody we don't care from what background you come from what religion you come from what 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 economic uh, situation you come from it's for all kids if you're between the ages of six and 18 uh you can come to the boys and girls club you know for after school programs before school programs summer programs uh whatever we have you know that's what it's there for you know so um we want them. To, we want a place for the kids to come when parents are work, working after, after school. We don't want the kids to be latchkey kids. We want, you know, we we believe education continues uh, after the kids get out of school. You know, learning continues after the kids get out of school. It just doesn't stop. And so we don't want those kids to be running around in the streets when parents are working and, and there's no positive influence around them. So let's open the doors and let them come to be a part of the boys and girls clubs uh, family. And so over the years we've, uh, wow, we've, uh, I, I know we've affected a lot of kids in a lot of positive ways. We have kids that, um, well, let me go back. I think the first thing for me is that, you know, for our kids, when they enter at seven, we want all of our kids to um, graduate, I mean, get to eighth grade at eighth grade level, you know, so education is really important to me. And so we support the, the local unified school districts on an after school basis and before school basis. And so, um, like I said, we want all of our kids to get to eighth grade and eighth grade level. After eighth grade, we want them, we want them to get to graduate from high school. And after high school, we want them to have, be ready to make a choice to either go into higher education, go into uh, a, a, um, a, a trade or, or go into the military. You know, so we start really working with the kids like around sixth, seventh grade to start introducing them, introducing them to different opportunities that they can uh, get involved with, be it be like I said, be it, uh, you know, getting them ready for uh, higher education, going on to a college or university, bringing in people from different trades, bringing in the military, different armed forces to come and talk to them. So by the time they get to uh, get ready to graduate from high school, the kids at the Boys and Girls Club really pretty much have a, have made the decision which direction they they're, they're going to go, and so we it's a, we're so proud of a lot of our kids who have 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 done great going on to uh, four year colleges and universities and gone on to the military to serve their country our country here and then have and other ones who have gotten great trades and gotten you know and and uh, and and are they really be, end up becoming great citizens and role models in their community as um, the future adults 
the future of our of our cities, our communities, of our country. Yeah, and and you know that's exactly what I've seen in in our Boys and Girls Club here in Aliso Viejo. Um, it's not just about recreation, but there's education and there's mentorship. And I see even the youngest kids that are in the club relying on on the staff there to guide them, to help them, and sometimes just to be of comfort to them when things are difficult. Uh, You know, you don't have to be there every day to see it because it's happening all the time. And that's what's so admirable about that that particular operation and all of the operations. Um, I, I, I love seeing that. And I love seeing how the mentorship really can uplift these kids. Well, I really appreciate you mentioning that, Ross, because, yeah, that's, you know, we have a, a, a great team um, of, of uh, professional uh, club staff workers there in Aliso Viejo, our, our branch there. We actually have three branches, our main branch in San Juan Capistrano, the, our, our next branch, which is uh, the Aliso Viejo branch, and our third branch is in Rancho Santa Margarita. And so, uh, you know, we have a great team, uh, not only a great team of staff, but we have a great board of directors who really believe in our mission to, you know, to make our kids responsible leaders and citizens in their communities when they get older. And, you know, and so that, you know, if we always say, and you probably heard this before, if, if we take care of our future, our kids, they'll take care of us, you know, and so, but we really have to take care of them and put them in the position where they can succeed in life and everything they want to do. And so um, I really appreciate you bringing that up. Well, I, and, and, and I agree with you. In fact, I'm counting on these kids and uh, them taking care of our generation in the future. And when I see things like, you know, I have been to um, many of the award ceremonies uh, for literacy and the volunteers from the Parentis Foundation who are helping to uplift these uh, kids, make sure they're reading at the appropriate level. And in fact, in almost every case, the kids are reading beyond their grade level. And it's because of this incredible interaction between the volunteers and the kids, helping them not just to improve their reading, but to enjoy their reading. And that was something that I was so moved by the first time I came in and saw the pride and the joy in the kids and in their parents when they're reading at or above their grade level. Oh, yeah. And that's such a great program with uh, AARP and Parenthesis Health Foundation uh, to collaborate with us and to be able to provide reading. We all know, you know, if you, if you, if you can't read, you can't do anything. So it's, it's very important to get those very first steps in place for kids and get them to understand why reading is so important, not even to the kids, but for the parents. And if, again, if the, if the parents aren't home after, cause they got, they have to work and they have to provide, you know, roof over the head for the kids and, and food in the mouth for the kids. And, and there's, and there's other thing as, as we, as we as parents know what we have to do, but there should be a support group in the community uh, for the kids when the parents uh, have to do their, uh, go out and do and provide for their family. And so uh, we have a great co- uh, collaborative partnerships with like AARP and Parenthesis Health Foundation to provide reading programs, be- providing athletic and wellness programs, providing leadership programs, um, providing uh, uh, STEM programs, uh, um, you know, uh, public speaking programs. It's, we provide an array of, of different programs that really excite the kids and, you know, and, uh, and we have the support of the community, um, uh, individuals, um, cities, um, 
corporations and businesses, they, they, they believe in our mission, you know, and they believe in what we're doing to uh, secure our future with the, with the kids that are, that we, that we provide services for. And so they, they see the, they see the bigger picture and it's not just a, a place where you would think of the kids just come in and just play games and everything. Well, they do do that in some forms. They'll come in and play pool or foosball or basketball, but a lot of these we have a purpose for those games. This that's a way for them to socialize with each other and learn how to socialize with each other. You know, know how to say, um, you know, Ross, you and I may know how to play a game of eight ball on, in the pool game, but you know, if two kids come up to the pool table and they want to play, uh, they want to change the rules. Well, they kind of kind of like have to negotiate that. How do we how do we make a new game? You know, so they they, they negotiate a lot of times, and those no, no uh, negotiating skills are very important in life. You know, so uh, if there is a madness <laughs> to our, there, I mean, there is a solution for our madness. You know, we want to be able to all these things are, that we're doing at the Boys and Girls Clubs are for a purpose. And that's the end goal for them to become responsible citizen leaders in their community uh, and be a whole person as much as possible. Exactly. And and getting along and working together and negotiating um, uh, something uh, as um, commonplace as a game leads to better skills as an adult and right now more than ever i think our our city our community the country needs to learn how to get along better and how to work together and that's why getting the kids involved this way at a young age is is critical in in my opinion and seeing the impact that you're having on these young people as they grow into young adulthood um, has has never been more important I totally agree. I totally agree. And, uh, you know, it's been tough for, it's been tough as we go through this pandemic, it's been tough for everybody, uh, um, and especially for the, the kids. And, uh, you know, um, it's been very hard for them to be, you know, kind of like locked up for as long as they were locked up inside their homes. And, and I mean, not so much, you know, it was, it was something that they had to do for us to, for the country to get, to be safe and be able to open up again. But uh, now we're seeing that one of the programs that we're going to really be looking at forward to is to do something, uh, have a, a mental program um, uh, for the um, kids who are, who are, I mean, not just kids, but adults too. We've had such a, a mental drain on what we've gone through these past couple of years that, you know, there's more, there's more services we need for our kids that, uh, that are their mental services that they've had to go through. And so we're, we're trying to work out, um, the we, we hate re- recreating the wheel, so we're looking at trying to find some um, mental um, services that can uh, that can collaborate with us to help our kids that come to the Boys and Girls Club that have gone through some really trying and hard times and mentally look at it in a, as a program that we can help our kids too because I think that's been so. Um, uh, we hear about it every day that, you know, for, for kids not to be able to see their friends and over this long stretch of time has been very rough on them. And so uh, we've had a lot of conversations about that. And hopefully we can put a program like that into place at our Boys and Girls Clubs. Well, I, I, I'm, this is the first time that we've talked about this, but I, I'm glad you mentioned it because adolescent mental health has been a focus of mine over these past three years. And um, in fact, I hosted an adolescent mental health panel uh, about two months ago with uh, a number of great community partners who I will be connecting uh, for you because they are anxious 
to provide services and support our youth. And so that will be another conversation. And maybe you'll check back with us um, and tell us how, how well that's going to support your, your kids in the three clubs. And, and hopefully it will be something that spreads throughout the organization. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we it's... will definitely have that conversation. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, you guided us to uh, another, um, another tremendous way uh, that the clubs are instilling in the kids the importance of education. And I mentioned it a little bit at the beginning of the conversation, but we've got uh, one of my favorite events coming up this weekend and it's Operation Holiday Homework. Yes, yes. And I know it's changed a bit because of the pandemic and COVID uh, restrictions, but I also know that the, the heart of the event is still there and the joy will still be there. So um, maybe you can tell us just a little bit about how that works and how these uh, these uh, kids get to earn um, the opportunity to, uh, in quotes, go shopping uh, for Christmas gifts for their families. Oh, it'd be my pleasure to, Ross. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up. Um, yeah, Operation Holiday Homework is a program that, um, God, we started probably like 18 years ago um, from one of our staff's ideas uh, named David Lewis. He was the, the, the forefather for that program. Uh, basically what it is is every day we have this uh, program called power hour and for an hour each day when the kids come in to come into the boys and girls club they have to uh, get their homework done uh, and by getting their homework done they have to stay uh, on task they have to be respectful for all the other uh, kids in the, in the in the in their department when they're doing their homework if they don't have homework they can help other kids or they can read a book and when they do that every day they get a they get a certain a couple of points um, marked beside their name and then and this starts right when school starts in the in the fall uh yeah in the in the um in the fall when school starts and then we uh, we uh tally all those points and um and then like in be, end of October we start going out to the community and we start asking um individuals corporations businesses if they could support this program uh by um purchasing uh, Christmas gifts for the, for our kids um, all the way from born to, to parents. A lot of our kids don't have an opportunity to um, purchase uh, holiday gifts, Christmas gifts for their family members. And so this is an incentive program where the kids, if they do the homework and they, we give them points. And then at the end, we add up their points and see how many points they have. And those who have the most points, everybody gets to go shop, but we turn our, Boys and Girls Club into a Christmas store. And so we'll have gifts for, for newborns to young kids, to young teen boys, teen girls, and to parents or guardians. And at Ross, you've been, like you said, you've been to this program and you see how it works. And, and so the kids who have the most points, uh, we, have, we always have the top winners and they'll come in and they'll, they'll be the first ones that will get to shop and see everything. And, and, they, and they'll go through with the volunteer, um, and, and the volunteer will help them shop. They'll pick out all a, a gift for each one of their, their each one of their family members and their immediate family members and their family. And then we have the place set up where there's a um, uh, a wrapping station where you, after you finish shopping with the kid, you take the kids to the wrapping station, and then the gifts get all wrapped up. And then after they get wrapped, they have their Santa there, and they'll take a picture of Santa. There's some treats there, and then uh, the parents come and they take the kids. Uh, pick up their kids and the kids go put their presents under the Christmas tree. And so it is such an unbelievable experience 
for the kids, the family, for the volunteers, for, for our staff, because uh, these kids have, have told us that they're going to put education first. And so by doing their homework, we know that a few things happens there. Their grades go up, their, their, their confidence go up, their attendance go up. You know, they feel like, you know, they're doing something that's going to not only help them, but help their help their uh, their family or, or, or even change the change the way the family look at education or or going into a getting a, a trade or going into the military. Uh, what we like, what we know, what we like in volunteers, a lot of the volunteers will say this to us a lot, which just makes me so, so happy about it, because I know we've done our job then. And that's uh, when the kid. And they, they, each kid gets a uh, present for themselves, too. But some of the kids will say, you know, well, I have a cousin or, or, or niece that really is not going to I really like to give the present that I'm going to get for myself. I like to give it to them. And, you know, it just brings tears. I get goosebumps just talking about it. And uh, so that, at that point in time, when, when our kids say stuff like that, we know we're doing our job. Because it's not always about taking, it's about giving also, you know, so we, we just feel good when, they, when our kids, are, when that light bulb comes on and they understand what, what uh, the holiday spirit is really all about. It's about giving, you know. And, and you know, I've experienced that many times uh, volunteering for that event. And, and I think back to one of the first, this is, I don't know, uh, more than five years ago, maybe 10 years ago, but one of the first events that I went to. Um, I walked into that room and um, there were rows and rows of bicycles. Yes. And I said, what is going on? And, <laughs> and I, I, the corporation that was hosting it had a team building exercise and they all built bikes and kids came in. I said, every kid's going to want a bike. Right. <laughs> and they had helmets. And, but I also remember I, you know, cause volunteers get a chance to take the kids shopping around. And I remember many kids it wasn't just one or two right in time to get their own gift and i said do you have a bicycle and they said no and i said well pick out a bike and a helmet and there was this hesitation they didn't want to take something so grand for themselves right and 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 i got goosebumps i'm getting them right now thinking about this so many young kids who were saying well can i get something else for my brother and because they didn't want to take up a gift they wanted to give more gifts and that is an incredible lesson that has to be taught in this manner where they see it and they can touch it and they understand what giving is. And that's an incredible success story for your program. Yeah. Yeah. Another one was when a, a, a kid speaking of the bikes, you know, the kid comes up and says, you know, or they get the bike and we said, so who's this bike for? And they said, well, this bike is for my dad. We said for your dad. He goes, yeah, because he doesn't have to walk to work. You know, um, <laughs> he can ride he can ride the bike to work now you know it's like oh my god you know things that we hardly ever think about you know that kids make it so simple and so truthful to you you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know every year um I, I i look forward to that event and i know that you can't be in three places at once <laughs> i get a chance to see you but so often because you're at you you're jumping from club to club to club um you actually um, bring in uh, help. You bring in uh, another good friend of ours who can help manage things and who, who has that same connection to the community. And, and that's Nicole Watson. And I, I think Nicole is, is with you right now. Um, and I was hoping, because we talked about the, the community members and the um, corporations and the individuals who help support these programs. 
And I was hoping that maybe uh, Nicole could join us and um, you could introduce her and she can tell us a little bit uh, about how the Boys and Girls Club is, is reaching out to the communities and the businesses um, to help support your programs, not just through the holidays, but ongoing through next year, because next year is going to be a whole nother thing. Yeah, 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 I definitely. I would love to introduce her. Good morning, Ross. How are you? Hi, Nicole. Terrific. Gosh, thank you also for joining the podcast. Um, I, you know, James and I have been reminiscing and talking about all the great experiences with the Boys and Girls Club and uh, especially about your incredible holiday event that's coming up, um, Operation Holiday Homework. And I asked James if he could introduce you um, and also have you give us some uh, suggestions and some ideas about how we can support the Boys and Girls Club, not just through the holidays, but ongoing through next year, because next year, it's it, no one knows what next year is going to bring us. And so I was hoping that everyone who listens to our podcast and everyone who's asked will have a chance to somehow support. And um, maybe you can just tell us a little bit about yourself and then also how we can help. Yeah. So Ross, first and foremost, thank you so much for having me um, on this podcast. It's absolutely amazing. And we love your partnership and we love you. You're just such a huge um, advocate for the club and such a positive oh. figure in the community. So thank you for that. Thank uh, you. So I've been with the Boys and Girls Club for 16 years. I started in 2005 as the athletic director and have just grown within the organization and in all reality to see the kids' faces and the smiles and their accomplishments and the many success stories that comes from the club keeps us striving forward through <laughs> pandemics and difficult times and being short-staffed and you know, being able to see their outcomes and the youth that they become because they've attended the club is really remarkable and is just encouraging. And, you know, really this week is like the, the pillar, right? Like we have operation holiday homework going on. It's like holidays are in full swing. We see the kids so excited and pr proud of themselves and the, the sense of accomplishments for placing their homework first and their academics first. And that, it just sets the tone to, to really springboard us into the next year. And so we, um, it's, you know, it, it's just one of those things that's so heartwarming for me. And I know everybody who has been involved in the club you just see it and you feel it and the energy is just so contagious. So you, the, we're coming up to the end of the year, right? I can't believe it. I, as you said, we don't know what 2022 is going to bring. And I, I remember sitting here last year at the end of 2020 thinking, okay, what does 2021 bring us, right? We're in such undetermined times right now. But one of the big things people can do to support the club at the end of the year is to give the gift of futures. I mean, that's what we do. We build great futures. Um, we, we, we teach our youth to become productive, responsible citizens in their communities. And so if you are thinking about making a financial investment, no matter how big or small, it goes a really long way when, when you can um, invest in the Boys and Girls Clubs at Capistrano Valley. So please com consider investing today if that's something that you are interested in. Your gift is tax deductible, so that that always helps, right? Come it's come the end of the year, and one of the ways that you can do that is go to b g c c a p o. 
dot com backslash invest and you can make an investment um, on our website. But Ross, one of the things um, we had said is we don't know what 2022 is going to bring us, but I can tell you, we know one thing is happening in 2022, which is very exciting for the Boys and Girls Clubs at Capistrano Valley. And that is we are celebrating our 30 year anniversary. And we could not be more excited of the decades of service that we have provided. And we now have kids who first started with the club that their kids are now coming to the club oh, and fantastic. <laughs> yeah so we are pumped and it just brings this huge smile to our face and really just building more decades of building great futures I mean that is what it is about and I can't wait to see the the kids who started with us their kids <laughs> grow up and then be able to then have their kids come to the club, which is going to be wild and exciting. But we are here. We um, we are here to stay. We are excited. Um, we are going to keep pivoting and turning throughout this pandemic to serve kids, to serve more kids in new and creative ways. And um, we're really excited in 2022 to celebrate our 30-year anniversary. Well, that's incredible, Nicole. And I did not realize it was your 30th anniversary. And I, I now I'm excited because I <laughs> close out the year. We're going to put that uh, uh, investment link uh, uh, on our website and Facebook and social media and hope that uh, more people who listen to this uh, podcast or just know you and James and, and your clubs um, recognize the importance of supporting our youth and helping to build that future. So yes. thank you so much, Nicole, for joining us. And, and we are going to make sure that we spread the word. And I am looking forward to this weekend and Operation Holiday Homework. I'm excited for that as well. Yay! Uh, yes. Well, Ross, thank you so much for this opportunity. And happy holidays to everyone. And just thank you for being just a positive pillar in our communities. We so greatly appreciate you. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you both very much. And happy holidays to you as well. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you.